this is Talia Flores from Stomping on CP, and you are listening to Everyday Leaders 1550 Podcast with Melanie Ake. This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Talia Flores, an author, editor, journalist, blogger, cerebral palsy advocate, and writer, an inspirational leader that is stomping on CP. She wants to make a sustainable impact in the world. Listen in as Tylea shares her vision from her life, from her wheelchair, and learn how you too can enable your mindset to live a life like Tylea and become an everyday leader that can change the world. Start your personal growth journey today, where you can learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com. Register for personal growth and development classes so you can develop your own strategies to be a leader in your life. If you're ready for one-on-one accountability, I will walk beside you as your personal coach to help you gain clarity and perspective to lead your life and career as an everyday leader. If you're ready to develop your spiritual growth, you can gather with us for the Everyday Leaders Leadership Devotionals. We meet every day at 7.30 a.m. And we apply these leadership lessons and values to our everyday lives. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader that can change the world. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, Tylea Flores. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're very welcome. The pleasure is all mine. This is wonderful. I always tell people how I'm connected to you. And one of my guests from 2019, when Charles said, you have to meet Tylea. She has an amazing story about overcoming obstacles. So thank you for coming on tonight and sharing your story. No problem. No problem. The pleasure is mine. Like I said, anything to spread awareness for cerebral palsy and how to be a leader through those obstacles, I'm there. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your story. For our listeners that don't know your story, let's go back to um, to the very beginning. So the beginning of my story begins 25 years ago, July 7th, 1995. I only weighed two pounds, three ounces. Doctors told my mom I wasn't going to make it past 24 hours. But here I am today, 25 years later, sharing my story with the world through the many articles that I've written for The Mighty, Unwritten Thought Catalog, and my own website. And I also started my own advocacy advocacy group called Stomping on Cerebral Palsy and currently working on a second book. You know, that's what's amazing. I think about the people in their lives that say, I wish I could be an author 
or I don't have time to do this, or I wish I could overcome something that's really difficult. And so I know that your challenge started very young. How, mm-hmm. how do you get up every single day, right, and know, like, these are the things that I'm going to try to do, um, the goals that you set for yourself every single day? When you, well, you look at that accomplishment, right, what a reward for you to say, I'm doing this differently than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have to say the first thing is looking at my mother because she has given me the strength I needed to get through my obstacles. And one, just remembering that I have a story to share with the world and spread awareness for cerebral palsy, which I think is very important because I want to write my story to let the next generation of children and adults with cerebral palsy know that it's okay to live with this condition and you could still stomp on your obstacles and you could still strive to be the best person you can be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just love your attitude. I think of, you know, all the people that you're inspiring and encouraging right now, as you say that, that they go, well, I don't really know a lot about cerebral palsy. So can you tell us a little bit about how it affects you every day? Well, cerebral palsy doesn't affect my will and determination, but it does affect my mobility. I have a form called spastic dysplasia. That's the type I was diagnosed with, and it affects my left side mostly. So my right side functions as normal, but my left, but my left side is always stiff. Mm-hmm. And I have to do physical therapy, occupational therapy and my favorite part of therapy is doing aqua Ah. I like to go swimming because I could physically walk in the water without anybody's help so that's wonderful you know those are the things that you say this is taking my power back right so when you get excited about having that aqua therapy that's really great for you yes I totally could agree with that 100% (laughs) and it reminds me that I'm just stomping on CP, and I do have a superpower of stomping on CP. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a, a personal uh, goal, right? It's such your, your why. Simon Sinek is somebody that I follow and I love to celebrate because of his thoughts of, you know, it's not just about accomplishing a goal. It's your reason for doing everything, and it helps you just focus on, you know, the steps that you're going to take may change, but the end result is that you're going to stomp out cerebral palsy. And so that awareness is so amazing. Tell me about the the ways, um, the activities that you're using to make people aware. The activities that I'm doing is I'm a writer and I'm a newly radio show host at Asheville FM. So when I'm not writing and spreading advocacy, you could catch me in the studio at Asheville FM and I'm currently doing that from home for those of you that are wondering due to the pandemic I cannot travel to the studio right now unfortunately but I love radio I love country music and I love doing broadcasting as well so isn't that great everything about the pandemic right it just seems like oh we're not going to be able to do the things that we could do but you're finding a way again as a journalist as somebody that wants to to be able to connect to others you have found this way to do it from your home. And so, right, it's anything that's possible. Anything's possible if you put your mind to it and you have to dig deep and find your shape and find your faith in everything. Like my favorite song by Russell Flatt says, love is unstoppable. So. 
That is so true. That is so true. Tell me about your family life and your mom. You know, I know she's been a big influence for you. Um, the things that you uh, have overcome in your life. And well, yeah. My mom, she had me at a very young age. Um, my biological father wasn't in the picture. But eventually, my mom married my stepdad, and we became a blended family since I, I was five, and I have a stepbrother, and I have a dog, and I have a nephew that was actually born on my birthday. <laughs> but I have to say that my mom and my stepdad, they've been my biggest strength and supporters. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter, no matter how many times I wanted to fall and give up because of my disability, they told me, no, Ty, you're going to do do this, this, and this. Besides publishing a book at 16, I flew an airplane over the Everglades at the age of 12, played softball on and off, did a lot of charity work for the Chef David Kids organization, and shout out to him. May he rest in peace. He was a big influencer in my life, too. So it was, for me, it's all about giving back and spreading my message to say, Regardless of the obstacle you face, you can still achieve anything. Like I played softball and basketball and a little bit of soccer, but I really couldn't kick the ball. But hey, I did it, you know. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. What an amazing story that you have. Just the heart of saying, I'm going to go tackle this. I can do this. Thank you so much. My next sport I want to try is football. <laughs> Good for you. I want to come watch you. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Well, once the pandemic is over and I can find an organization here, because I recently relocated a, a few years ago, and there's not a lot of resources for people with disabilities in my area, which is something I want to focus on. Like the closest center for people with disabilities is over an hour away, and the prices are outrageous. So I want to start my own nonprofit for children with disabilities that so that they can come and hang out and have somewhere to hang out and have somewhere to like be, you know, and get the proper physical therapy and health care. Because once you're once you're a certain age in public school, they stop the services. Wow. So I want to make a difference there. Wow. In, in public school education. I want to, I want to bring awareness to disability rights and history and bring it into the, the school's curriculum as well, because the ADA was passed 30 years ago, but yet these kids don't know about the struggle that people with disabilities had to go through to make sure that they have the 504 plan, IE, IEPs, and there's a lot to be appreciated with that. Mm -hmm. What can we do? You know, if, if we challenged every single listener right now to do one thing, what can they do for you to help with this awareness? Uh, spread awareness. Use social media. Spread awareness. And if you see a place that is non-handicap accessible, speak out about it. You know, speak out about the things that are going on in the disability community and get educated and become aware because it's happening it's just that people with disabilities in the media are very overshadowed, I feel, by everything else. And when we do get awareness, it's great, but it's not enough. So my advice to everybody would be is do your research, speak out and spread the message of just being included in diversity 
wanting to be included in a society where diversity for people with disabilities is accepted is accepted and we shouldn't have to fight for diversity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's been the whole awareness for the COVID-19, right? Is because now we're in our own isolated areas. And so we're learning, we're getting educated on so much more. And when we go back out into this, what we say, normal environment, it's going to feel really weird, right? The yeah, first time. Is- yeah. Totally. For sure. Like I even feel weird going outside side now and wearing a mask and not knowing if I'm going to get the proper resources to me once COVID is over. I don't know if Night to Shine is going to happen this year. Like my summer camp was canceled this year. I was supposed to go to Easter scale, but it got canceled this year. So now they're just doing like a virtual camp, but that's not the same. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. I was telling somebody, I went to a live event last week and it was a it was one of those things where you thought, well, they didn't cancel it, but they were smart about it. They did try to do the, all the social distancing, and it felt really odd to be back in what what seemed like a normal environment, but everybody had their, you know, their senses up. We were all just this heightened awareness of, okay, stay where you are and don't get close to me. And so you think you're probably going to go through that. You know, even yeah. in 2021, we're all going to feel a little odd um, going back into that normal normalcy. And yeah, I tell I tell you, the other day I was at a uh, Turkish restaurant. I went to go wipe myself, and my mask felt very similar to the napkin, and I took my camouflage mask, and I wiped it, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's just um, it, we're, we're going to have to relearn things, right? And I, so what I love about your story is the things that you've had to learn to do. And so thinking about every single day, what you've had to teach yourself and, and your challenges. And so we think about in the morning, right? How do you live your day? What Take us through a day of Thai. Okay, so a day of Thai is I wake up in the morning, listen to Blake Shelton because I love that man. <laughs> Especially his first album and his first song, Austin, that song helped me through so much when I was a kid going to doctor's appointments and I would just jam out to that song and I'll I'll remember that it's gonna be okay so that's what I do in the morning then I eat my cornflakes and then I get to answer my emails and I do a blog post for my website and I just start writing and then I start thinking of wait what can I do to advocate today what could I do to be a better leader and a better advocate as I am today, you know, because there's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. And as far as physically, I like to like roam around in my chair and sometimes do do aqua therapy or go in my light gate and and go outside when before COVID, I would go outside a lot. So I would like to go shopping into Disney Springs, into the theme parks, you know. Well, and it's so it's finding ways to find that inner happiness. And that's yeah. really, you know, and that's what people need to understand is even though it's COVID, or even though you have a disability, it comes from within your heart of what you want to try to accomplish every day. Mm-hmm. And when and when I do need my Disney fix, I do take virtual trips, okay? <laughs> Where's your favorite place to go in Disney? My favorite place to go in Disney would be uh, 
Frontierland or Country Bearland. I think it's called Thunderbirdland, Fr- Frontierland, or con- where the Country Bears are. Yeah, the Country Bear Jamboree. That's always a fun one, isn't it? Yeah, but they're getting rid of it. Are they really? Yeah, and I was like, no, that's like the best thing. Get rid of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> I know, really. I've had so many Disney people on here. It's the truth, right? We all have our favorites. And then we think that connects us, though. That's the memory that we have when we go to a place. And so if that changes, it changes everything, right? It's just like leadership. When we change, everything that we see changes. Yeah, like when I go to Disney, I still get a picture with the country beers. I'm like, forget Mickey Mouse. I want a picture (laughs) with the country beers. I know. Oh, my no goodness. No offense, Mickey. No offense. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, tell me what your goals are right now, Ty. What are you looking forward to next? My goals are to finish my second book in the near future, and it's going to be a memoir about why I advocate for CP the way I do, and it talks about experiences that I went through in life. My other Next goal would be to just travel the world and open up my nonprofit for children with cerebral palsy and bring more awareness to cerebral palsy because that's important because there's not a lot of awareness about it. Although it is the most common condition that anybody could have. Over 17 million people globally have cerebral palsy, but yet there's very little awareness. And my hope is that the White House goes green for cerebral palsy. And we could get all these landmarks to go green for C- CP mm-hmm. and come together as a nation to say, okay, we did it. We went green. And then let's focus on diversity and acceptance and loving one another despite our differences. So if we had, as this releases, I'm thinking this is, you know, October 11th is when this is going to release. If we had a challenge for people, let's think of a challenge, Ty that people could do for seven days in your honor? Well, I do have one thing, because there's the CP challenge, right? There's, Because, see, this is my, my thing. I want CP to be fun. So my challenge would be that you have to pie somebody in the face with green food coloring for CP. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Everybody that's listened to this, right? So they could go to Everyday Leaders. There's a Facebook group, and you could post your pictures of doing a pie, a green pie, right? Yes, green, and you just have to pie somebody you care about. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's start that challenge. We will post that as, as we release this show. And we'll start a Facebook group uh, photo with uh, with all of the pies in the face. That would be really and, great. And one condition, you all have to wear green for it. Okay. So you have to wear green, and it's a green pie in the face. So it's not, uh, not going to be St. Patrick's Day, but we're going to have to be real creative with this. And I want people to go to the Everyday Leaders Facebook group and post pictures, and that'll be really great to follow, and we can celebrate this. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see yours. (laughs) We will definitely do it. Uh, You know, because this is all about celebrating the causes. And when you say, you know, you are such an overcomer and, and such an inspiration to people to say, if, you know, if you have one dream in your life and, uh, and you want to just try to get there, the one baby step, right? And a lot of people talk about fears. And so uh, you sound so confident, but I know you've got to have some 
fear in your life, or at one time you had fear, what did that look like for you? And how did you just say, I got to put that to the side? Well, I had fear when I was a teenager, when it came to accepting my disability and spreading awareness for it, because I didn't want to be labeled as the girl in the wheelchair with CP because I got bullied a lot in school. I had low self-esteem because of my condition for a long time. And one day I said, you know what? I'm going to tell myself that I'm Tylea, my scars and all, this is me, and I'm going to embrace it. And I'm just going to dive into advocacy and start this this advocacy group called Stomping on Cerebral Palsy with Tylea and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. At the age of 18, after publishing my first book at 16, and I just went in and I dived for it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done being scared. I'm ready to jump. I'm ready to wheel off this this hill and embrace myself for what I am. I'm so proud of you because so many people would just crawl back into their shell, right? Especially after you finished school and you said, okay, I got bullied. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I can just go hide. I can just go hide. Nobody has to know what I'm, what pain I'm going through. And so for you to kind of use this as a platform, you know, we talk about uh, there's one leadership principle uh, that I, I teach a lot in this 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, uh, John Maxwell, I, I just absolutely love this chapter, and it's on the law of pain. And it says, what we do with our pain, it's the good management of that, right? It's working through mm-hmm. that. And so just as, a, uh, as an example, what you were able to do is use this as a platform and then be able to educate people to the point where they can get involved and they can support and it can become bigger than what you've ever dreamed. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, my first book, the reason why I published it was because my best friend who had cerebral palsy passed away from a brain tumor at 15. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, So what I like to say is sometimes a tragedy can lead you to your passion. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so sorry about your friend's passing and, and, you know, and so you have to use that now to celebrate, right? You have to use that to say, let's make the awareness happen and let's get more people involved so that we can just survive on this planet together and, and we can do better, right? We need to do better. Exactly. And I think that's something that he would have wanted from me. And I hope that he's proud of me and I miss him every day, but I had to move forward. Like I could only grieve for so long. And once the James Taking Time Bomb was published, I took that and I went into advocacy. So I'm thankful for the lessons that he taught me in life is to always live your life like tomorrow's your last day because you never know. But also take the obstacles you're facing and just strive with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You bring so many leadership lessons into perspective. Um, And I want to talk about consistency, right? Because I think when we say it's disciplined, but it's motivation, how do you keep motivated, Ty? I just, you know, I listen to a lot of Eric Thomas videos, and I like listening to positive podcasts like this one. And other podcasts like Wings and We Are the Stigmas. Like, I just, like, focus on positivity and reading books from the people that inspire me as well. Nicholas Sparks being one of them mm-hmm. as well. You know, he he inspires me greatly. I hope to 
write a romance novel. Uh, the author of Perks of Being a Wallflower, uh, that was a good book that motivates me. So anything that motivates me to get me off of like the negative vibes, because I don't like negative vibes. That's just not me. So when it, whatever I could do to stay motivated, and I think about how far I came already, and I tell myself, no, you have to keep writing your story because your life is your story. So if you stop because of one bad chapter, then you're not really living your life story. You're staying stuck in that one chapter. Mm-hmm. So you just have to keep writing it and remember that it's just one bad chapter. It's not your whole life. Uh, what a great lesson for people. You know, and, and we think about this. So we're going through COVID-19 still as we're interviewing. And I think so many people have just stopped because they've said, you know, at some point, maybe three, four, five, six, seven weeks, they said, I can deal with this. And they've gone through graduations and they've gone through weddings or funerals or all these experiences that we've had to deal with being mm-hmm. social distance or maybe not even being celebrated because we couldn't, we weren't allowed. And now it's, it's been so many weeks, you know, 25, I've lost count, 25, 26 weeks. And everybody's going back to what would have been a normal routine, trying to. Mm-hmm. And yet we're not normal, right? We're not normal. And, mm-hmm. and so what that challenge is for people is how, do we, how are we supposed to show up, right? It's our beliefs in what we really say as our purpose and our why. And that's going to get us through everything else. I agree with that completely. You know, there's a lot of people that have reached out to me and be like, how are you navigating through COVID? How are you still navigating through COVID? How are you still happy? And I said, you know what? Just like I say, I'm stomping on cerebral palsy. I'm stomping on COVID. Get get out the way, COVID. Like, it's not stopping me from doing what I have to do. Mm -hmm. That's so true. People have to look at the bright side of this and just spend time with your loved ones and focus on the goals that you have. Like I could have easily said, oh, because COVID, I'm not going to focus. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to focus on the goals that I want to achieve to make myself a better advocate and a better person. And I also wanted to focus on spending time with the family and building a connection with the family. And we're close, but COVID has brought us closer Mm-hmm. And it has in so many ways, right? The reflection time. And so I can't wait till you get this next book published and we can celebrate that together because, you know, it is about movement and we can't stay stuck in that chapter. We have to keep moving on and keep writing that story because that's where the real growth comes from. And that's where we learn. That's where we can celebrate our life. That's where we can grow into who we're supposed to become. Exactly. And that's what I want people to remember. Like I always say, despite the obstacles you face, you have to keep going, keep stomping and leave your mark and tell your story to the best of your ability. Because everyone out there needs your book. Everyone out there needs your story. So write it. And if you don't like the story you're telling, it's okay to rewrite it. And if you feel like there's a book that needs to be written, maybe you should write it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. So every single person that's listening to this right now, the challenge is from Ty, if you have a book inside of you, if you say, I don't have time for that, start it. There's another quote that I always use. It says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And that is John Maxwell, my mentor, that talks about that. And I think he may have gotten it from John Wooden, his mentor. 
But the problem is we don't ever take that and actually use it into action. We say, oh, but it's not the right time. I don't have the right money. I, I'm comparing myself to somebody else that I just saw that published a book. I couldn't do it that way. I don't know a publisher. We have all these excuses and we never step into what's in our heart. And so like you, you are just such an inspiration. And I want people to just step into their own purpose today. And you want to know what I always say? Now is always the right time. If you have a passion and you want to go for something, do it now. Don't make excuses. Don't procrastinate because the people that continue to make excuses, they never do it. They never do it. They never do it. So you know what? Even if you say it's going to take you a year or two years or three years, that time is going to go by anyway. Yeah. If like I, it's taken me seven years to come up with the idea for my second book after many drafts and after going through life experiences. But hey, I'm still I'm still doing it and I will hold that second book in my hand. Well, I'm so proud of you. Ty, this has been amazing. <laughs> I just have to tell you, how can people find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook under Stomping On Cerebral Palsy with Tylea. You can find me on Instagram on Stomping On CP with Tylea. And you can find me on Twitter at Stomping On CP01 and my website, www.tyleaflores.com. That's awesome. That is awesome. We are going to promote this. Now, remember, October 11th is this release date, and we are going to promote this as the challenge for the pie in the face, the green pie in the face, wearing green, and we're going to have people post their pictures on the Facebook group, and uh, and this is going to be a lot of fun because we really want to bring awareness to cerebral palsy and stomping on cerebral palsy. Yes, yes, we do. And uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on your awesome podcast. Oh, I love you. This was really, really wonderful. We're going to be connected for life, just like my company, Make Connections for Life. This is how it happens, because I see this show as a total partnership, things that I can do to help you, to celebrate you, to keep on your journey, to continue to honor you and make sure that people are aware of the things that you're passionate about. So Uh, I just absolutely know in my heart, this is the reason that we've been connected and you are an everyday leader that is changing the world. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This has been a Joe Studios production.